Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. The single best part about Ryan leaving, which there's not that many good parts about Ryan leaving, Make no mistake, he is my best friend, and I really hope he does come back. But Ryan and I have a lot of crossover in the music that we do like. Corn, Pearl Jam, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, The Rock, The Hard Rock. Moving into 2021, you guys are going to hear way more hip-hop than you've ever heard in your life, and I hope some of it's new, or I hope some of it's nostalgic, or I hope some of it's both. But uh, pretty amazing that... Pretty amazing that once upon a time, Nate Dogg's son played at Montana State when you were a coach at Montana State, huh? <laughs> Briefly. What about, I mean, what a thing that was. I mean, wow. We don't even have to go into it, no, but I never, I will there. never forget when when baby Nate Dogg, he actually hit me up on Twitter and was like, hey, I'm committing to Montana State. Let's do a story. I'm like, sounds great. It sounds like something he would do. <laughs> and I think that's why his time at Montana <laughs> was State brief. was pretty brief. Ty Gregorak joining me. Coulter Nuana's in studio, 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you missed anything in the first hour, head on over to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the podcast tab. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications 
and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you want to listen live, you can do that anywhere in the world, 24 hours a day. Listen to ESPN Radio from morning to noon to night, all the way to midnight, and all the way back around again. Just go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. That's where you find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your opportunity bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And uh, on that note, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to do a little Danny Sprinkle, then we're going to maybe take a little bit of an early break, and uh, then we'll have a big meaty big meaty segment right in the middle uh, of the of the five o'clock hour to talk a whole bunch more things college football, like spring season and uh, coaches getting fired, NFL and college ruthless, especially during a pandemic. NFL not surprising. College man, if it's a zero year. <laughs> it's not a good look. Also got a little bit of breaking news from Jacob Sermon as well. I know that's uh, some stuff that a lot of people were were wondering about here. But first, Danny Sprinkle, his team at Washington State in Pullman tonight. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in head coach at Montana State men's basketball, Danny Sprinkle. It is our coach's corner presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coach Sprinkle coming off a 40-point win on Sunday, but I know it left a lot to be desired just in terms of uh, the way you guys are still trying to figure things out playing against the Yellowstone Christian College team in your first home game. Uh, but where do you think you guys are at now with Washington State coming up later on this week? Uh, you know, I think we're probably exactly where we should be. You know, we're still out of shape. Um, you know, we're still not disciplined uh, to the extent that, you know, that we need to be. Now, the good thing is we still got time before the league starts. We don't have much time, but you know, just like everybody else, you know, we're scrambling for practice time and and, uh, and playing a lot of catch-up. But I like the effort of our guys. I like our attitude. Um, you know, I, I don't sense any selfishness with our group, um, you know, which I like. And, and so we got to keep just kind of building and stacking, you know, each practice day on top of the day and, and continue to get better. But, you know, just from a discipline standpoint and a toughness standpoint of, you know, just understanding how important rebounding is, you know, understanding how important it is to, you know, guard with your hands up, you know, how important it is to guard one-on-one and keep your guy between you and the basket. You know, a lot of those little things that, you know, that we need games and and we need to be exposed for some of the guys to see, uh, you know, kind of what we're talking about, which, you know, has been the good thing with the first three games is, you know, we've seen a lot of that and we've corrected some of it, but there's still a lot of stuff we've got to get better at. With 16 days between Division One games, between your matchup at Pacific and then this upcoming one at Washington State, you said you wanted to treat it like training camp, really up the conditioning level of the guys. So tell me this, what is conditioning like at a Danny Sprinkle practice? What kind of stuff are you guys doing? How hard are you running these guys? What's that element of the practice like? Uh, I mean, we run for every offensive rebound we give up. Um, and turnovers, the guys know if they turn the ball over or miss a layup, they just they just go off the court and they jump on the bike for 30 seconds. And, you know, they, that's kind of the deal now. They, they know it. And, uh, and, uh, but we, we ran them quite pretty hard last week. Uh, even, you know, in the middle of practices or the end of practices, we, you know, we tried to scrimmage a lot or, or play a lot of up and down. And then at the end, you know, just straight running, you know, and, uh, you know, our guys were a little tired on Sunday, but you know, it, it's going to pay off. You know, we, we needed to get into shape. We needed to, to be able to fight through possessions like at Pacific, we just weren't quite in shape and we weren't tough enough mentally and physically to, to really grind the last seven, eight seconds of a possession and finish those possessions with a box out. And it showed in the result. From a strength and conditioning viewpoint, John Sauer joined Montana state's support staff. And uh, last summer, I guess it was 
But you can tell just so, especially with the guys that are returners that I kind of know what they look like. You can tell guys like yeah. Jabril Bello, Borja Fernandez, they've leaned out a lot. It looks like they've gotten a lot stronger. Devin Kirby looks like he's put on some good weight too. So how much of that element has been important for you guys in the offseason? How much has changed? Uh, Coach Sauer has been awesome. Um, you know, obviously he's a Montana guy. And, uh, you know, he was back east at William & Mary for a long time. In fact, they named the Strength and Conditioning Center after him. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, and that, that's, that's how good he is. And he's done a tremendous job with our guys, not just changing their bodies. Um, you know, I mean, they've functionally gotten stronger basketball-wise. I mean, if you look at, you know, Caleb Belich and, you know, Amin Adamu and, like you mentioned, you know, DK, Jabril, and Borah. I mean, Borah's down about 28 pounds and looks great, wow. you know. And, you know, even some of our freshmen, you know, it, it doesn't quite show yet on Tyler Patterson and Kellen Tynes, but, like, by the time you see them next August, they're going to look like different kids. And, and it's a testament to Coach, you know, Sauer and what he does with the guys in the weight room, his relationship with them. Um, you know, he's just he's, – he's a professional at what he does. And, you know, the one thing – even though their bodies changed, you know, in a good way, you know, the one thing I can always say, like, you know you have a good strength coach is when nobody gets injured. Right. And all of last year, you know, we had like a sprained ankle here and there, but other than that, we had nothing. And, uh, you know, and I credit a lot of that to Coach Sauer. You mentioned just kind of the inherent unselfishness of your team. And I mean, as a guy that watches basketball all the time, the prevalence of selfishness at all levels of basketball is probably, to me, the most detrimental part of the game, the part that's changed the most for the negative. But I can totally tell in your guys' team that that is. It doesn't seem like selfishness has crept in yet. How do you build that? Is that a matter of recruiting, personality evaluation, cultivation? How do you get a team that seems to, to buy into the all-for-one-one-for-all message? It, it's a daily message that you have to get across to your team. And it, it's probably the hardest thing um, in coaching is getting guys because everybody, when they came here, they were scorers. And now it's getting them to all, how can they be efficient with less shots and how can they get themselves off of themselves and be in it for the team? Uh, you know, passing up a good shot for a great shot. Uh, when 90% of them have never had to do that you know, from where they came from because they were the guy. And uh, it's hard. Like, we, we still have, you know, like, we've still taken some bad shots. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we, we call them out on film, you know, and, and we show our guys, like, okay, like, yeah, that might have been a good, it, you know, that might be a solid shot, but if you would have made one more pass, we could have got a better shot, you know. And it's, it's showing them and showing them and showing them on film. And, uh you know, and if some guys, if they don't get it, you just you take them out and sit them on the bench until they do get it. Um, but I think it's the most important thing. And you look at, you know, teams that are at the top of every conference in college basketball, you know, the best offensive teams are the, are the most unselfish teams, and they also do have good offense. They have multiple good offensive players. He's Danny Sprinkle, second-year head coach for the Montana State Bobcats. And, Coach, one thing I've talked to other coaches in the league about which I think everybody's kind of going through, is you guys haven't had that much practice time, haven't had that much scrimmage time in terms of defining roles and winning positions and kind of defining a rotation. So a lot of the competition internally is coming on the court. 
At what point then can you turn the corner and say, hey, we're not competing with each other for playing time as much as we are trying to cultivate chemistry with each other? I mean, how, how do you balance those two elements? Guys wanting to be you know, internally competitive and win a spot, but also then learning how to play with each other and learning to play within the flow of the game. Man, I wish I had the answer to that question. <laughs> no, you know, and, and 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 I and I really don't know if anybody in our league is going to be able to do that until kind of end of January, right? You know, I mean, it usually takes ten, twelve games to kind of see what some guys can do with the lights on. Um, you know, I mean, it. You know, the the UNLV game and Pacific game were two totally different games. Um, you know, different guys stepped up in each. Uh, you know, but you know, and Tyler Patterson, Kellen Tynes, Nick Gazelos, like some of our new guys, like you know, we need a bigger body of work rather than just two games or three games. And uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up in the next month. You know, I mean, yeah, we see a lot of things in practice, but then there's some guys that just when you know when the popcorn's popping and the lights are on, they they turn into different players, and uh, and that's just an ongoing evaluation for all of us coaches. Last couple of questions for you then. You got a Pac-12 opponent Friday night. What's the goals between now and then? And then just give us the initial scout on Washington State. You know, we, we got to continue to get better. You know, I think our flow offensively has got to get better. You know, we 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 got stagnant against Pacific. You know, when they kind of slowed it down and grinded us out a little bit, like we, we kind of stood around a little bit. And you know, we need more body movement and ball movement to keep that thing popping in order to get a good shot like we did against UNLV. You know, so that's one thing we're focusing on. And obviously, you know, rebounding, um, which is going to be an ongoing deal, you know, the entire year for us. And, you know, and, uh, and sitting in a stance defensively. <laughs> you know, that's, some of those things don't change. But, uh, you know, because Washington, Washington State, they got some really talented guards. You know, the Isaac Bonton who started his career here before he transferred. Uh, can really get it going offensively. They have another kid, Noah Williams, who's super talented, and uh, and they surround him with a bunch of shooters. You know, they're they're like us. You know, they're undefeated, but they they do have a lot of new guys. And you can kind of see now they played five or six games, uh, but you can kind of see that some of their new guys too are trying to they're trying to find out what their role is and kind of where their minutes are and where their shots are too. And so, uh, you know, it's a it's an early test for our guys. Um, I mean, they've they've kind of went through the big sky gauntlet so far, you know, they've already played, you know, three teams in our league and we'll be the fourth team. And, uh, you know, every game has been close. So the one thing that, you know, coach Smith's done a good job of is, you know, with his guys, they believe they can win close games and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it down to the last five minutes and, and, uh, hopefully come out on top. And that's the last question that uh, Washington state with a 71 68 win over Eastern Washington, a 61 58 win over Idaho and a 69 60 win over Portland state on Sunday. So the fact that there is teams in the league that you guys are maybe your guys are maybe a little bit more familiar with when they're watching it on film, does that make the scout easier? I know a lot, especially Portland state has so many new guys. So what's the preparation process? Like when you are looking at big sky opponents playing the team you're going to play. No, like for me, it's, it's hard to watch Washington state because I'm so interested in watching Idaho or I'm so interested in watching Eastern Washington. Cause I know that's, Ultimately, that's our main competition. Now, obviously, we have a game on Friday, yeah. uh, you know, but then we got to lock in on, um, you know, but I, I think all three of those games, like you said, came down. They're different. You know, we're, we play a lot different than Eastern Washington. You know, we play, we probably play more similar to Idaho than any of them. Now, Portland State, that's a hard game for us to evaluate because they play 
you know, they're pressing the whole game and, right. and you know, off, you know, they're, they're a totally different style than we play. So, you know, we don't get much out of that film, um, as much as we did the Eastern Washington game and Idaho game. But, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're hard to guard, you know, and there's something to be said if, you know, they're five and oh, and, uh, you know, obviously they, they know what it takes to win and, and it's our job to, you know, hopefully go up there Friday and change that. Montana State in Pullman, 4 p.m. local time. That's Pacific if you weren't paying attention. 5 p.m. local time. You can find it on the Pac-12 network. Also, find it on the radio on TuneIn Radio app. Danny Sprinkle, second-year head coach from Montana State. It's our Coach's Corner presented by Opportunity Bank. Coach Sprinkle, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you. Hey, I'm going to give you a fun fact for the day. I was actually born on the, at the hospital on the campus of Washington State. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. So Which, homecoming for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was when my dad was he was coaching football in Idaho at the time, and that was the only hospital near. Uh, but I know it probably still bothers him to this day because he obviously played football at University of Washington, so he's a diehard Husky. And for me to be born there, I don't, I don't like, I don't tell too many people that, but I'm gonna let you know that. <laughs> That's good. Well, best, best of luck yeah. on the homecoming. You got it, buddy. Thanks, man. Always good talking with you. There you go, Danny Sprinkle leading his team to the Palouse tonight. Tip-off, 7 p.m. You can find it at Pac-12 Network. Interesting inside storyline there with Washington State. They've played three Big Sky teams already. They're 5-0, and but they've beat Portland State, Idaho, and Eastern Washington, none of them by double digits. So we'll see. New-look Bobcat team, they might be in line for an upset. Who knows? But also the inside storyline there, Isaac Bonton, the former Oregon Player of the Year who came to Montana State. He lasted about a semester, went to a junior college, and ended up in the Pac-12. Pretty crazy. Uh, that's a different story for a different day. It's two-tailed Nuanas, no two-tailed, just Nuanas. Ty Gregorak joining me in studio. We're going to talk some spring football. If it could possibly happen, if it could, what would the preparation be like? And we'll also get into a little bit of the coaching carousel. I can't believe it's spinning as hard as it is, considering how difficult this year has been. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Connections are what bring us together, whether halfway around the world or in the office next door. Blackfoot Communications is proud to provide next-generation network infrastructure that enables reliable, secure, and always-on connections. From SD-WAN and firewalls to business voice and fiber, our solutions connect you to your community. Visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 406-541-5000 to learn more. Blackfoot. Connect to more. You've been to a lot of shows. You ever been to a Metallica show? No. Bucket list. God, me and, too. And they were, gosh, I want to say they were in like, they were doing a Boise Spokane loop a couple years back. And I think we were in the playoffs and it just, it didn't work out or we had just gotten beat by North Dakota State probably or something, you know, somebody. And But yeah, bucket list. I've got tickets. I've got tickets to Guns N' Roses that better go off this summer. <laughs> better, right? You know, I've got. Uh, I think we gave away a hundred tickets from our radio group for that station. That, that, so we're the, just sitting on them. That's the thing I worry about. I mean, I mean, this is not groundbreaking news, but that's going to be some of the last stuff to come back, sadly. And 
you know, that, that's how a lot of these performers make their money is, is touring, you know, and, and for, for guys like you and I that love to go see a live show and I, mean, I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. It, it, I mean, like the last February, right. Have, have some beers at the PB, oh, yeah. hang out with some fellas, oh, yeah. tell some lies, tell some jokes and then go watch corn live. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's my favorite thing to do. It's the seriously, it's the number one, the number one best part about my gig here at ESPN Missoula, Missoula Broadcasting Company. We have so many connections, so I get to go to all the shows sure. at the Kettle House and the Top Hat and the Wilma. Man, we miss it. It's coming back. I promise. Two Tell Nuanas, no Two Tell. The last day of Two Tell Nuanas, even without Ryan here, we will have a brand new, newly branded show for you in 2021. We will not have shows the last two weeks of the year, so. Uh, Remember that, but we still have all sorts of great programming for you right here, 1029 ESPN, as well as on statewide SWX Montana Television. I just got the SWX basketball schedule. They're going to be broadcasting a ton of games, which is going to be huge since no one can go to the games. This is going to be awesome that everybody's going to be able to watch some some Big Sky Conference action, so we'll keep you in the loop on that. I'm trying to weasel my way in, get a little commentary action on that side of things as well. But uh, while, while I'm gone, have no fear, we're going to play every bowl game that's ever existed in mankind right here on ESPN Missoula, so stay tuned for that. Ty Gregorak, longtime college football coach and a better, even more important longtime friend of mine, joining me in studio to break down all things college football. Before we get into this spring football season, Ty, got a text from a loyal listener. In fact, the most loyal listener that has ever existed of this show, my mother. Yes. I think she's listened to every single or she uh, is. every single second that has ever been of this show. But she wants to know, as somebody that's has followed your career for a long time, over the years, there's been so many great stories in Montana. From my perspective as a, a writer, I mean, man, this, the, it just never stops giving. There's always a guy on both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies, sometimes even multiple guys that have such great stories that came from, you know, middle of nowhere or had an injury or, or whatever. But of all the guys you coached, who surprised you the most in your career? Maybe a guy that developed at a, an absurd level or maybe a guy that was irrelevant that became a star. Who surprised you the most? It, it would be... I would have a hard time saying that Colt Anderson, just everything that he accomplished Man. as as a undersized kid out of Butte and to come in and become a four-time All-Conference and, and All-American? Was he four? He, four was, a, he was a three-time All-American. I believe, I believe uh, right now, I think that there are five guys in the history of the Big Sky Conference that were first-team All-Big Sky all four years, and he's one of those. Yeah, I mean, so so you just, and, and I'm a little biased, I... I, I Got the the privilege of marrying he and Keeley. Uh, seems like forever ago in Butte, and, and but to just look at his career and what he did um, at, at the University of Montana, and then go play nine years, nine years in nine, the NFL, nine years in the NFL, and then oh by the way he's coaching, coaching in the, the NFL, NFL now, yeah. you know, and 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 uh, you know I talked to him. Uh, last year uh, uh, or year now, whenever it was, the the, the state championship, and we yep. kind of spent some time before the game, and I just you know was kind of asking him because it's such a it's such a you know for these guys that actually get to play a little bit. I mean, Brock's kind of going through it right now, and yep. Brock, Brock's in Bozeman, and Brock's yep. like a son slash brother, and you know I, I love the guy, but there's this okay, what do I do now? You know, and right. I mean, I guess I kind of had it at 40 years old, and, sure, and, and but you know, Bro- Brock is. Uh, you know, these guys are kind of in, pur- not purgatory a little bit, but they're just trying to figure out, the, because well, they're still young men. It's crazy to be retired from yeah. the thing you pursued your whole life when you're not even 30. Right. They're, they're still young men. And so just, again, I could probably, for, for Mrs. Nuanez, tell, tell a lot of lot of stories and a lot of surprises. But if you look at what Colt accomplished um, in his time here, 
and then in the NFL to, to I mean, like Tim, you know, I mean, if, if Colton Tim walked in the door right now, I mean, you just wouldn't go, yep, decade in the NFL. <laughs> no, you know, right. You know, you wouldn't. And, and, and so for that, I, I mean, he'd be one of my top, he just worked his butt off and uh, became one of the great Grizzlies to ever play. I mean, I remember uh, Colts a great older than me, and, and Butte High went defeated his senior year of high school. They did not win a game. Yeah. Uh, our Big Sky team, we were, we were all right. You know, we were, we were above 500. We were a playoff team, won a playoff game that year, but we pounded Butte High. And I remember when we got the news that Colt was going to walk on here, we were like, huh, well, we got Ty Palmer, who's first-team All-State safety. Mm-hmm. We got Jesse Corbett, who's a second-team All-State safety. That guy over in Butte was honorable mention safety. You guys, and Ty was obviously going to become a you know a, a scholarship player in short order, and then he did. But you know, even Corbett, who was a, a great baseball player too, we were like, man, if Colt's going to walk on, you should walk on. Like who that kid? We, we don't really remember. And then uh, a year in the program, a year in the weight room, and then it was like, oh, this kid's starting a little bit. He's, he's doing pretty good. And then even after breaking his hand against Oregon and then having all these things, he still just kept coming back, kept coming back. And then by the time he was a, a third-year sophomore, I mean, he's one of the great safeties that I've ever seen in the Big Sky totally. Conference. No, it's, it's kind of what we were talking about, too, just the development of certain players. Not all. I mean, right. Just, you know, right. And, 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 and a lot of that's got to be on them, too. I mean, if it's For up sure. to me, you know, it's Well, that's Colt, right? I mean, Colt grinded in the weight room, but, right? But, you know, and Bobby was hard. I mean, I remember Bobby actually being really hard on him. And Bobby was hard on guys. I mean, he, For sure. he was. I mean, there, I mean, if you, I don't know if you ever took a poll, there'd probably be some dudes that didn't just love Coach Howe, you know? But... I bet nine out of ten would tell you they respected him as as a coach, and they all. I'm so friends with so many of those guys. They all tell you that in the moment he did. Bobby Bobby Houck was the greatest at making himself the common enemy of all totally. these guys. We're all going to prove Bobby no wrong together. No question. Then, then it's guys like his brother who who helped. I mean, Tim Tim knows safety play better than most. He's doing it as we right. speak at the highest level. Yep. Who's you know who's uh, developing this guy and and you know guys like me who. Uh, you know, I I'm, I was just the linebacker coach, but next thing you know, there's that relationship because yeah, I mean the head guys, this you know this this imposing like oh, right. that guy. You know, I mean I remember certain players just like yeah. you know yeah. like hey relax, he's we're just trying to make you better, man. It's all it, it, well, this will make you better. Well, the the other element, and this is actually pertinent right now because Montana just lost their strength coach, Matt Nicholson, took a job at, at uh, Illinois State. I know that they're going to have an announcement on a replacement here pr- in pretty short order because they're going to need to. You have to hit the ground running here in less than a month for potential fall camp or a winter training session, whatever it might be. But Alex Wilcox also officially announced his resignation to Montana State today. He's moving back to the Midwest. So openings for both strength coach positions for the football teams. But to me, you know, this is such a, a topic that we've talked about for with a variety of different people for so long. But how do the Grizz get back to where they were at in the mid two thousands? And I think that one of the most underrated parts about those teams were the weight room, the weight room culture, and that was where so many guys that were walk ons could prove themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, no no one doubted Colt after they saw him. You know, I mean, guy squatting like five hundred pounds. By the time he's only, you know, he's his third year in the program, he's one of the strongest guys on the team. Yeah. So many guys, though, they built themselves up and, and yeah. proved themselves in the weight room, the weight room culture. And Mike Gerber deserves so much credit for that. I mean, Mike yeah. Gerber was an essential part yeah. of those of those teams. So, I mean, but that element of it, though, I mean, how much do you think that can influence just how good a team can become? Because that's this place that you actually spend the most time together, right? Throughout the years, oh, the weight room. No, I mean, listen, even going back to the '90s when I played, I mean, right? Doc, Doc Crease was his name. I mean, it's just there, there's there's so there's only so many people in the program that you you spend x amount of hours with and the strength coach is you spend more time with that guy whether it's summer workouts or or throughout the week i mean 
you know, he's he's uh, he's such a uh, has such a huge hand in a lot of this. And you and I've talked about huge. NDSU's guy. I mean, he, he's got a part in recruiting. Um, you know, so it's a it, it's a huge, and you see it at the highest level. And I mean, we can't talk FCS because, frankly, FCS just doesn't pay very well. But sure. you, but you see what some of these strength coaches make. Oh boy. The head, the head ball coach knows how valuable they are, and and in the you know the, in the SEC and the in the Big Ten, and the, these yeah. guys are hiring those guys. They're not holdovers, okay? Right. If they want, you know, Joe Buck tally for whatever from from, they're going to bring get him there, and they're going to spend five hundred or six hundred <laughs> or seven hundred thousand dollars to get that guy there, and and uh, they're a huge part of a program, and and uh, I, you know I worked with Matt the one year. I mean, he was a good guy. I, I, I don't know why or, or you know all the all the circumstances around it, but wish him luck. I mean, Matt, Matt was a good one, but Mike Gerber. I mean, you, you're talking about one of the. I mean, <laughs> you talk about the strong silent type now. I mean, oh Mike, boy. But but what a wonderful man. The guy knows his stuff, and you know, in fact, uh, Stephen Fayler really. Uh, and, and I'm sure Stevens kind of put his own spin on it, but a lot of st- what Stevens doing down the road. It, I mean, he, he he's built a fantastic facility. He gave Fair Kansas sports specific yeah, shout out. He, yeah. he he gave a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, just just walk around for me and, and my wife and kids one time coming going through to to Spokane. But you know, uh, th- those guys those guys have a huge influence. And you, and you see what guys like Steven are doing in this community. Oh, a lot of these kids are going to work out with. You know, guys like Steve and Alyssa, sure. and they're getting that little extra training. And, sure. I, and I know some high school coaches don't necessarily love it, but I think I think guys like 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 Stephen and his wife, they're doing it for the right reasons. They're trying to help these kids for sure get these opportunities at the next level. No I, question. I, I watched the sign. I mean, I joked with you the day I didn't even know it was the pre-signing signing whenever. And right. I, I, I kind of actually forgot it was a real thing. Um, but I, I see Steven, you know, with his arm around some of these kids that yep. he's taken under his wing for the last two, three, yep. four, five years, whatever, and he's helped them achieve some of these goals. Yep. I think it's pretty awesome myself. It is. It's, it's impactful in our communities, too. I mean, like Doug Leffler is a guy that's been around Missoula for a long totally. time doing that stuff. He did, I know he worked out with a lot of the Sentinel guys, Jace Kluswitz, for sure. Dame Fletcher's doing the same thing over exactly. Bozeman exactly. at the pit. And yep. it, it gets those guys ready for the grind because that part, the time management part and the strength training part is the part that's going to be some of the biggest jumps. Okay, so who I know you were only at Montana State for a handful of years, three yeah, seasons. Three. Who was the biggest surprise there? I know you didn't have a chance to see the full development of a guy maybe that was a walk-on that turned into a fifth-year senior, well, but you did have some guys blossom yeah. pretty darn good. Well, I know. I mean, I listened to your show the other day. To see what uh, Lewis Kidd's doing, and, yeah. and maybe that's just a little more closer to home because I recruited Lewis out, yeah. of, out of yeah. the Twin Cities. But, you know, it's, you know, it's funny is I never lied to Lewis. I said, I said because he played tight end and D-end in, in high school. I, I, remember, I remember distinctly... You uh, had I had seen a picture of you standing next to Lewis King. Exactly, I was like, huh. "I'm not a small guy." I said, "That guy, okay." Yeah. So if he's two inches taller than Coach Ty right now, yeah. And he's got these long arms. I, yeah. said, I remember thinking when he committed, he said defensive tackle. Yep. And I was thinking, well, that guy's an offensive tackle yeah. or I, an offensive guard. I told I told I told him and his mom, Suzanne. Uh, uh, was it Suzanne? Gosh dang it, I can't remember. I know I know it's uh, Tyrone Senior. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh dang it, her, her name's killing me right now because she's such a sweet gal. Anyway, I, in their house, after playing the piano with his, his sister, so musical, I said, listen, I'm assuming Coach Choate's going to give you the opportunity to be a tight end or a DN, probably, probably start you out on the de- defensive side of the ball because you know that's kind of where we see you start now. But I think you're going to be an All-American tackle, just so you know. <laughs> right. It's not my say. I'm yeah. just the little guy you know, making, making the house appearances and trying to recruit you. But uh, no, it, he, he's put together a nice career. And I, yeah. I, I hope... 
he's one of those guys and you look at you know you just look at the two programs right now and the big sky in general how few ball players there are on Sundays right now I mean Alex has done a great job and Singleton for sure he, he's he, he Alex, and I knew Alex uh, he's good friends with the Timmers and, and I love the Timmers and I got to know Alex a little bit it's really cool to see him getting to and what a fortuitous route to get there oh but, man but you know I just in terms of the, t- the two programs to have one guy. That's playing. crazy. It is crazy. Just because back in the day we had twenty multiple multiple yeah. dudes playing, and it, it is what it is. But no, I, I love I love seeing Lewis de- developing into the in, in compliments to Coach Armstrong and everybody that that's really yeah. This kid's a good player, Isaiah Fonse. If he can stay healthy, yeah. Buddy. I mean, again, these are probably I'm a little biased because I recruited some of these kids, and you, you know, I don't think it's a well. It could be a surprise just because of where he played in the, t- but. I, I think Troy Anderson is one of the most special things to ever come out of. I mean, Mont- I mean the guy's, I don't I, I no words. He's, he's an outstanding young man and everyone in the state knows what kind of an athlete and football player he is. So. I, I mean, he, he's among the most ridiculous athletes I've ever seen live and in person. I, I, I know, I know he has so much ability on defense and obviously, I mean, he's a first team all league edge player as a part-time guy. Yeah. But just watching him with the ball in his hands is among the most like majestic things you could ever see. I mean, there is nobody I could ever think of that's playing the Big Sky Conference, and this is not an exaggeration, that could put their foot in the ground and score a 70-yard touchdown as often as him. No, he, he's... And you and I have talked about it. We've seen, I mean, since our time, we've seen the Jared Allens, right? We've right. seen the Vincent Jacksons and the Tremaine Johnson and the Croy Beermans. We've seen a lot of really good players. This guy's just different. I mean, he's a different level. I mean, he's one of the he's one of those guys that we've talked about. He probably shouldn't be at Montana, Montana State. Oh, there's no he, doubt. he shouldn't be here. No, and, and, Troy and he, Anderson could make plays at every level of college football. There's no doubt in my mind he could. Absolutely. Even if he was in the SEC and he was behind They'd the, find the, a home for him. The, but the other thing is he'll work his butt off to mm-hmm. be good enough to do it. Like He might not play day one, but he'll play by the middle part, portion of the season. No question. He's just one of those guys, too, where, you know, you know in, in a lot of us, I mean, me include all of us, I mean, it takes reps. It takes right. just... You could you could correct him one time and he will not make the mistake again. It's it's crazy. I mean, he's just such a smart, intelligent guy who wants to be great. And and I'm telling you this, and I didn't always believe it. I actually think he could play at the next level at running back or linebacker. I really do. Absolutely. I think he could play running. Seeing what seeing what they're doing with guys like Christian McCaffrey and yep. different athletes. So I'm not sure. I'm not going to compare. Here, here's the craziest part. Troy Anderson is bigger and faster than Christian McCaffrey. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So uh, I, I, I always I always thought he could play on Sundays if he wants to. Who knows? He might go home and just, you know, I mean, be a rancher. That's Troy. Yeah, he might he might just go ride his horse all totally. by himself. He'd be happy. Of time. He's happy as a clam. <laughs> uh, I always thought he could he could play at the next level on defense. Now I, I genuinely believe he could play on either side of the ball. I really do. 100%, man. I, I was sitting next to a couple scouts at Washington Grizz uh, t- uh, last time we had football and <laughs> I had had the, the cat game had started earlier and I had the cat game up on the deal because I think the cats were on the road. And uh, I, this was when you were still coaching because yeah. Troy was still playing yeah. offense. And uh, he was the quarterback. <laughs> right. And, and, and the scout said to me, he said, I, I know that kid is 6'4", 230. I know he's built just like a linebacker. But he said, the whole point of football is to score touchdowns. And that dude's the best at scoring touchdowns that I ever seen. And a lot of these guys are watching. Like, he, he does so much for the program. A lot of times they're not seeing a truly healthy dude. He's, he, he's had right. stuff with his and, body. And he's such a tough guy. I mean, but what I'm telling you is... A lot of times you're not like truly seeing a healthy Troy. I mean, which is sad because the kid, man, he he does it all. He does it all. Ty Gregory, joining me, Coulter Nuwana is in studio, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. Here's what we're going to do. 
I want to parlay off of that exact thing. So we're going to talk about just how healthy Troy Anderson and the rest of the football players in the Big Sky Conference could be if they haven't played football in two years. Back after this. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn, also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Which Dave Grohl band is the best Dave Grohl band? This is such a broad. Like every time, every time a song comes on at the start, I'm going, "Wow, you guys are in, it's an eclectic." That's right, dude. Man. Uh, what which is the best one? Nirvana, Foo Fighters, or Queens of the Stone Age? Uh, I, I mean, I'm a '90s Washington kid, so you're talking. You know, I love it's Gabby Nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, but the Foo Fighters. Did you see them when they came here? Oh, I, uh, I saw them when they came to Billings. Got it. Yeah, I mean, they the were they were a awesome. little bit uh, hungover when I saw them in, <laughs> you see, in uh, Billings. Other uh, things. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean Nirvana. But, I mean they 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 changed music. I think in in the early '90s they did. They did so. for sure. Tiger Greg joining me. Coulter Nuana is one two nine ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana Television. We're talking all things college football. So I got a couple questions for you when it comes to uh, this potential spring season. I have expressed my opinion about this many times. I'm not trying to be a downer. If you listen to the show, you know I love football more than anything in the world. It's my whole life. I mean, I've dedicated my whole life to covering football. I just don't think the spring season is going to happen, and there's a variety of reasons for that. But hypothetically, Ty, if the spring season was to happen, you're basically going to have to get a fall camp in in January and February in Montana mm-hmm. to open your season February 27th. So that means basically the semester opens you know, mid-January. I think the exact date's somewhere around January 15th. You're going to be coming into game prep mode probably about 10 days before the opener February 17th. So that means you got a month to get in the 29 fall camp practices that are likely going to be required. Maybe the NCAA adjusts that a little bit and reduces them. Regardless, can you imagine how hard it would be to get a team ready no. in this scenario? No. It's not possible, right? No, I mean, I, I just, I respect the the fact that a lot of these places, uh, programs around the country have tried to do it. But my gosh, I can't tell you how much I feel for the coaches and players throughout this thing. Man. Postponements, cancellations, 
the, the no fans, you know, I mean, I, I think I told you before the show, I actually kind of liked what Brian Kelly said. Like if, if, if we actually make, if we beat Clemson and make the, the final four, if our, if our kids' families can't come, what are we doing? You right. know, I just think I, I would need, I'd need coach Hauk or a Shan or Justin or somebody to, to say, you know what, Ty, this is the best thing for, for our program and our kids. And I just don't know if any of them would could tell me that, you know, right. I, I would need someone to say, this is a great thing. I, I just do. But then you've seen Sac State already opt out. They're, they're the co-defending Big Sky champs. So that impacts the integrity. Yeah. I mean, I just, listen, if, if I don't know, I'm just not seeing it myself. I think I'm, I think I kind of share your views. I, and then, oh yeah, by the way, I mean, going back to the facility thing. Yeah. We've, we've got some great facilities around here and the Bobcats are putting a nice one. Is anyone ever going to put an indoor facility in right. in the state of Montana? I mean, I mean tease come for, on. Tease for next week. SkylineSportsMT.com. Got a story coming out with thoughts from both Jeff Choate and Bobby Huck about how much they would love to have an indoor practice facility well, right I mean, now. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about the cash cow, football. Yeah, they're going to use it and use it a lot. But the other programs would use it too. For all, sure. All year round. You know, Track, oh, cross country. I mean, everybody could use it. No, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I have a tough time seeing a spring. I mean, if, again, if the coaches and players want to do it, I'm all about, you know, with, I love watching ball. I think some of the ball that we've seen this fall has been really bad. Really bad. Because it, it I mean, they're doing Zoom calls for right. meetings. Right. They didn't have right. a, a true preseason. They, I mean, you can't just... And on pads and play. I can imagine how distracted you'd be. I mean, I was talking, we were talking to uh, Brandon Fisher, who's a, a guy at Auburn now. Right. I, 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 I know him well. Yeah, of course, you, you coach Brandon Fisher, be an all big sky player. And, and he was saying, man, like imagine how hard it would be to focus to go to a practice when you had to sit around for an hour in a line getting swabs shoved up your nose. Like yeah. it's a whole different mental preparation when all of a sudden you're trying to pass a COVID test every single day. Totally. I, there's no way to get actually mentally locked in to go play. I, I mean, it, it, okay, we're getting this vaccine. Great. But how much is really going to change just because we're flipping a page on a calendar? Like there's right. still spikes. I mean, in right. some places it's worse now than it was six, seven, eight months ago. I And I think ultimately going back, I mean, football, 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 Money, money, money. Money, money, money. And a lot of these programs can't afford to just right. cancel a, a chartered the, flight to flag. Th this is what people got to understand. Vanderbilt is going to make $49 million this year to go defeated because of the payout <laughs> from the SEC network. Sure. There's no money going to the teams that finish in the bottom half of the Big Sky Conference for TV money. There's none. We don't have a Big Sky Network. <laughs> no. I mean, Root Sports might I kick talk, a I talked to Tom Glasgow recently. Right, right. And I, said, I said, are you guys, if they actually do this, are you going to be able to broadcast the games? And he said, I don't know, Ty. If we do, it'll probably be out of the studio. Right. You know, so I, right. I don't know. But, I mean, again... So, and you tell me, I heard you say it. I mean, so have they already said, are there no fans allowed for the entire season at, for hopes? Well, as of right now, as they're, right they're going to reevaluate after the non-conference, but as of right now, no fans allowed. Yeah, I mean, so... I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, Riley Corcoran voiced the Grizzlies right. in here on Monday. Yeah. Like like he was saying... I listened to it. Like, like he actually has to have instructions from Coach cure when they're shooting free throws. You got to stop your call because there's no other ambient noise in the whole stadium. So he doesn't want Travis looking at him like, why are you talking when my right. guy's shooting free throws? It's, it's, uh, it, it's pretty wild. I guess ultimately for me too... I. I wouldn't, this whole year has been so jacked up anyway. I would sure hate to see a, so they're talking about an eight game season, right? Right. six game season in eight weeks, six games. So they have two different buffers to maybe have rescheduling. I would just hate to see a spring season jeopardize a 2021 fall season. And that's exactly right. And so that's, that leaves me my next question then is I, 
I'm not being pessimistic about the spring season. I'm just being realistic and then being optimistic about the fall because yeah. I think that that's what, what everybody needs to charge up for. Jeff Chota said on this show multiple times, we cannot sacrifice the integrity of the fall of 2021 yeah. just to play in the spring. Coach Houck said the day that the season got canceled, he, he did not hold any punches. He went up there and said, we are getting ready for the fall of 2021. Jace Lewis and Sammy Kim, two captains of this Chris football team, they both said, we have no interest in playing in the spring. We want to go play in the fall. And the fact that they got the zero year then, okay, so now we're loading up towards that. But here's the question, though, is is uh, I know it's going to be tough from an X's and O's perspective because you are going to be behind because you, you missed, well, by and large, the whole fall season. What would have been a fall camp? I thought the Cats and the Greer should have got a game on the docket just so they could have had those fall practices like NDSU did. Mm-hmm. They did get a little bit of fall ball, but it's spring ball rules. It's not in-season okay. rules, so it's way less practices. But all of that said, by the time it's all said and done, my prediction is that we're not going to have football in the state of Montana until next September. But that means we're, we will have had almost a two-year full break for football. A little bit of rust, a little bit of mental development, but you've also been able to smooth over everything. You've been able to do all sorts of self-scout. But more, most importantly, everybody's going to be healthy. Yeah. Gabe Solster's been nursing this hamstring. Totally. Well, he's not going to have the hamstring now. Yeah. Troy Anderson's going to be fully healthy on yeah. at Montana State. So how about that element? Just the fact that these guys are going to be actually physically ready to go. Yeah, well, and again, and again, I love watching football. I just feel, I feel just having been a guy that got to play and coach it, I feel for these guys. I mean, I just, they, it's it's not fair. And you want, I mean, look, every week you're sitting there watching and going, that team just beat that team? Really? Right. That should never happen. Should never Ever. happen. Right. But I mean, look, I mean, Washington can't go compete for the, the Pac-12. What a joke. What a joke. I mean, I just can't, just stick, stick to your guns and leave it canceled. Totally. I mean, what a joke of a season. And and now and now, you know, these teams that are opting out of bowl I get it. I mean, bowl games are about experiences and you know, it's just the whole thing is so crazy to me. I'd love to see as close to normal of a season and if that means waiting and it, it, what you're saying though is some of these it's 2 years. That's a long time. It is a but long time. I don't know. I and I I respect what you're talking about the health of some of these kids. I don't know. I just uh, this uh, this spring thing is is interesting. I, I guess for me, just haven't been there and done it. I, I think you know, just wait it out, write it out. We're still our country's still in flux as to right all this stuff going on, and there's so much fluidity of of the vaccine, and we can't figure out who our president is right now. Culture, I mean, God, we can't. You know, it's just you know, we're, we're it's just been such a funky year. I mean, you talk about how I'm enjoying the last two years. I mean, you know, as parents and you're trying to work and, and make money for your family and then your kid isn't going to school. I mean, it's, it's, it's been hard on a lot of people in a lot of different ways. I'm lucky. I honestly, I'm lucky. I live in Montana. I work for a great company. I'm lucky. We are lucky here in Montana. That no, is no, no, question. no question, but I feel for these coaches and players, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't have a great answer. I know, by the way, if you're a senior and you've already graduated and they go, they, they do try to put together a spring season. Are you like, do you really want to go through the fall right. at that point? Or do you say, you know what? I'm going to opt out. You've seen kids opt out of the season. I'm going to opt out of this, whatever spring thing is. I'm going to wait till the fall. But then how does that look to your teammates and your coach? I mean, I don't know, man. It's a mess. I mean, how, from a physical standpoint, it it seems just almost impossible to me to ask kids to play six to eight games and then have a couple months off and then go play another 12 games. How? Well, you asked me about, do I watch hoops? I mean, look what they're, look what they're asking the, the guys that went all the way to the end of the finals. That just ended. Right. And they're, they're starting up now. I, I know. Mean, I mean, it's a different sport, obviously, but the, the wear and tear on those guys that are seven feet running up and down. Right. I mean, I get, I mean, I don't always agree with stuff LeBron has to say, but 
the guy's the guy's a warrior and what he's being asked to do and never really takes nights off, you know? So right. I don't know. I just think it'd be hard. I really do on, on the players to, you know, to, to do a spring season, to take a, take a month off or whatever, and then come right back and do it again. I, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be hard. The one part that would be interesting is from a developmental standpoint. If, if you know, if I think if you made a decision as a program, that the the validity of the spring season is is less than a real season, and you just decided, hey, we're not going to play any of our headliner guys. We're just going to use these games to play the young guys, yeah. and, and basically be like maybe a a, a, a tryout to see who's going to redshirt in the fall. I don't know. Maybe right. that could help accelerate development. Yeah, yeah. But if you're Bruce Barnum, are you, are you saying, you know, what, I'm going to play, I'm going to play my youngsters, and, and we're going to have to spend one hundred seven thousand dollars to go to uh, Davis this week? I mean, right? It, that doesn't totally. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way it can work. Money wise, it's it's these these programs. I mean, listen, you you know better than me. You you you're ripping off budget stats and stuff. Football is an expensive sport. It's an expensive sport that and that there's a huge misperception. There's some schools in this country that make money, and most schools don't. Totally. I mean, look, you talk about the haves and have-nots. Just let's not even leave our league, the Big Sky. Exactly. I mean, these these programs can't afford to to do that. They can't. They, I don't think they cannot. Hey, look at this. We got one minute left in 2020. Good riddance. See you later, 2020. We'll be back in 2021. Ty Gregorak joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Two-tone Nuanas is officially over. I can't believe it's true. But these two guys will be coming back at you. Ty will stop by from time to time. We have a variety of other people that are going to stop by as well. We got 45 seconds, Ty. Give me your best moment of 2020. Let's send this thing out on a positive I note. think it's just, you know, I think a lot of us probably took things for granted. But maybe now you're sitting there going... It was pretty fun to go to a concert, right? Yeah, or just, but just just little things like doing stuff with your kids, or yeah. you know, I can't take my I can't take my kid on a crappy day in Bozeman weather wise. I can't take them to a movie because our movie theater shut right. down. Just little things that we took for granted that maybe a lot of us appreciate just a little bit more. I mean, as as parents, as sons, you know, I can't. We're we're, we're going to head to Coeur d'Alene for the weekend to see the, my family. Can't wait. You know, yep. just little things. I think maybe we took for granted that you sit and you go. Man, it'll be interesting to talk about 2020 someday. No doubt. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.